It's only been half a year, but the From the Rafters podcast is back. I am Connor Mahoney, joined by Jake Lane and Ben Bailey. Just to get a refresher in to what our favorite teams are, we're going to start with the NFL today. So my favorite NFL team is the Philadelphia Eagles. You know me, we go go Bears. You got to go with the Colts. Two of our teams are 1-0 on the weekend and one of them tied, but hey, we're still all undefeated at the start. But getting into the beginning of the podcast, it's good to have you guys all back here with us. We know it's been a while and we apologize for that break that we took. Had to get our first year of college down. Now we're into the second year, ready to roll for a new podcast this season. Starting with the NFL, we're going to go game by game here. The beginning of the season where we had star-studded performances by Patrick Mahomes, other players like... Darnell Mooney, who got me like two fantasy points or like zero, I can't remember. And then we saw Trey Lance continue to show why he cannot be an NFL quarterback. Hey. So starting off, we have Thursday night football when the NFL was kicked back off with the reigning Super Bowl champions as they got beat by the Buffalo Bills 31-10. to Most of this information is coming off of ESPN, so with that, Josh Allen had three touchdowns for 297 yards, and Cooper Cup had a touchdown for the Rams, and that was about all the Rams had to show for it. Stephon Diggs had a strong game. Is there anything you guys thought stood out the most in that game? Um, Yeah, I think the Rams are having a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. I think it'll end pretty quickly. I think they'll figure it out, and they'll be all right, ultimately. And I think the Bills are going to be the team to beat all year because, I mean... They pretty much showed them week one that no one's going to be able to beat them without bringing their A game. Yeah, I would say uh, Bills are definitely the favorites out of the AFC for sure. Uh, I still don't know about Kansas City against them, even though they also had a good performance, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, And I also believe that uh, Matthew Stafford's definitely going to have to pick it up if the Rams are going to do anything because I'm pretty sure he had a terrible game with like two or three interceptions. Could be wrong about that, but... wasn't a great game overall for Matthew Stafford. Or the Rams in general. Or the Rams, yeah. What's, the Rams, what's yeah. your guys' thoughts on uh, Cam Akers only getting three carries in the game and Henderson getting 13? Um, I think it was. I think people saw it coming. I thought Henderson performed well when Cam Akers was gone with his Achilles injury. I can't say I'm really surprised. I don't know what they're going to do with him, though. No, it's there's definitely some holes from other teams that need a running back, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if they end up moving Cam Akers if they want to run with Daryl Henderson. But Cam Akers is a very good backup to have. Yeah, A lot of questions for the L.A. Rams there and the Bills showing why they are the team to beat and the favored Super Bowl champions for the season that I think a lot of people have them as their top pick. Going into the next game, we go to Sunday for the 1 o'clock openers. In the first game showing up here, we have my team, the Philadelphia Eagles, going 1-0 against the Lions. Scary game, though, for the Eagles as the Lions bounce back after being down by 17 for a large majority of the game. That game ended with the Eagles with 38 points to the Detroit Lions, 35. Jalen Hurts had a lot of rushing yards, pretty close to around 100 rushing yards in that game. Zero touchdown passes and a rushing touchdown. And DeAndre Swift was definitely giving the Eagles' D-line a lot of problems, racking up 144 rushing yards and a touchdown. 
A.J. Brown had a strong start to his season with 10 receptions and 105 yards, really the only Eagles receiver to have a standout game. Yeah, personally, I looked at, I was watching this game. The Eagles got up pretty big pretty early, and then we get to the fourth quarter, and it's a one-score game. The Lions could be sneaky dangerous this year. I personally am not buying into that at all. I think they're just going to be the same old Lions until they show me they're not. You know, I don't know what they're going to be able to do. It's week one against an Eagles team that everyone has bought into. I also have not necessarily bought into that. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, I definitely think, I mean, rather than you, I I think there's something there with the Lions, especially with the young group that they have. Uh, I really like their coach, Dan Campbell. I think that's probably one of the main reasons that they even were in in the game in the first place is that head coach that they have. But uh, DeAndre Swift for them is probably the next stud at running back coming up behind, you know, my guy JT. But, uh, you know, I was happy to see the Eagles from last year really picked up from uh, the run game and actually got their running backs involved rather than just Jalen Hurts, even though Jalen Hurts had a crazy game running. But uh, they got the entire group, and Miles Sanders, I think he ran for one or two touchdowns. Yeah, he got back in the end zone after, like, last season. I think he got in, like, once, but since then he struggled to get into the end zone. I mean, he'd been dealing with injuries a large portion of last year, so it was good to see him healthy. I just got to hope he can continue to stay that way because if he's healthy, it's definitely a strong running back to have in your backfield. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. I think the Lions are kind of America's team based on them being on hard knocks this year, just random people I'll talk to be like, oh, the Lions, Campbell, and, like, Swift, and they're, like, just seeing them on hard knocks. I'm like, I'm rooting for them. Like, it's cool for them to get all that recognition. They actually sold out their stadium for, like, the first time in a while, which was that's good for that organization to be able to be able to kind of bounce back after having last couple of years are definitely a struggle and not having Stafford anymore is kind of a yeah this year might is gonna maybe bring the Lions into relevancy just based off being on hard knocks you know if they're not gonna be able to win games then what difference will it make you know they were pretty bad last year and I think even while they were losing I think they still had a lot of people on their side and wanting them to win but like I said I think they're just gonna be the same old Lions no yeah last year I think most of their games were very close games down to the wire and they didn't end up winning those games at all, and as you see, this one, same way, they didn't win it. So you have to see a change go down there, but uh, I think there's something there, and I also believe that it's just America's team because they haven't won it all. And <laughs> I think it's just like an underdog that like they want to cheer for to see them actually win. Well, time to talk about another bad team but had an unexpected tie and remains undefeated this season, which are the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. That game, the Texans went up by a score of 20-3 to against the Colts, but the Colts stormed back with 17 points in the fourth quarter, ran by Jonathan Taylor. Who else would you expect from the Colts there? But a devastating blow to the, se- the start of the season for the Colts, but at least it wasn't a loss. Blankenship's now been released, so it's a lot of questions for the Colts, but the last nine years we've seen that the opening of a season for the Colts is always full of questions. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, what, they've lost nine home openers, or season openers in a row, or not one, I guess. Um, I think the Colts have been stuck in this period of mediocrity. They can 
be a good team, and when it's time to buckle up and like join the big boys and play like the big boys, they they can't. You know, they're stuck somewhere where like there's just no going getting better. You know, they're never. They're. I don't know what it's going to take to get them to that period. I don't think Matt Ryan's the guy for that. You know, I'm going to try and not get mad about this game. It was very angering watching that game <laughs> at home. Uh, number one, the biggest problem is definitely the start of every single game, and it was all last year as well. The Colts always started off slow, and they're starting off slow again, and then it, they go behind, and you don't know. You really, like, going behind, you take the ball out of Jonathan Taylor's hands because you have to start throwing the ball to save clock and stuff like that. And, you know, bringing in, like, a veteran like Matt Ryan, you would expect things to change and for them not to fall behind like that, especially against, I mean, no offense to Texans fans and stuff like that, but a sorry Texans team that is definitely in the rebuilding phase after trading away the bum of a human, Deshaun Watson. But, like, things have to change, and I would not be surprised if... Frank Reich and Chris Ballard are uh, put on the hot seat this season, especially if they don't make it back to the playoffs. And uh, it's very disappointing to see a start of the season like that uh, when you ended off last season losing to uh, a terrible team in Jacksonville. And Jake, you said this, and I agree with you, and I think all three of us would agree. The Colts have a minor hiccup here in the beginning of the season. They're going to win that division. I think the AFC South is a very weak division that the Colts should run away with at some point. It's just when are the Colts going to get that gear moving for them to kickstart their season the way it should be? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know about the Colts, man. Yeah, they're going to win the division because, I mean, the Texans could – I don't know. I don't think the Texans are going to surprise anybody, anyone. They have Lovey Smith as their head coach. Um, Jacksonville, Texas, or Trevor Lawrence really showed that he's not – ready yet I don't th- I, I mean there's just so many plays that it was like what are you doing man and then the tie ends they're just they lost a lot of pieces last this offseason and then with lost to the Giants losing to the Giants I don't think there's much hope for those guys yeah well moving into another game that was a close one was the Saints and the Falcons that game ended 27 to 26 taking it to the away team as New Orleans Saints start their season at 1-0. And I think it's a bit of a game that was a bit closer than Saints fans would have hoped. Jameis Winston putting in around two touchdowns. And for Atlanta, Cordell Patterson getting around 120 yards and a touchdown. Good for him to have a good stat line there. And Michael Thomas coming back from his injury, showing what he's all about with two touchdowns in that game. Yeah, Michael Thomas got a touchdown for the first time since 2019. It just puts it into perspective, kind of. I mean, he was one of the leading receivers that last year, and um, with his injury, like it's been three years. Like that's just crazy to me that it's. I mean, that's how long it's been since he's been actually healthy. No, I'm not surprised that the Saints ended up winning this game. I'm just surprised that they did because I'm pretty sure at one point they were down by two or more touchdowns. I don't remember the exact score, but um, I am shocked Atlanta uh, didn't get their star tight end. Uh, Kyle Pitts more involved. I think he only had two receptions on the day and uh, shows that 
the way that they're trying to go is away from passing the ball with Marcus Mariota and trusting Cardale Patterson to just run it. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because Kyle Pitts, I mean, he, I mean, ever since he came out of the, uh, the draft and back in college, he's been looked at as the unicorn tight end, you know, a wide receiver tight end kind of thing. He's got a wide receiver build and he's playing tight end. And last year he did it so well that you'd think they would have liked to keep his momentum going Maybe get some touchdowns because they only had one last year, one touchdown last year. So try to get him more involved. And I think if you do that, I think the Falcons might turn their heads because right now they really aren't predicted to do much. They're one of the worst, the the worst teams in the league, and they're not. They're after week week one, they're not not really building much momentum off of that. I think one of the biggest questions I have for you guys is: Are the Saints a playoff team? Yeah. Um, I think the Saints. I don't think they are a playoff team. I think they'll end up being in the playoffs just purely because the other teams in their division aren't that good. I think they can get a wild card or possibly win the division. I don't know what the, what the Buccaneers are going to be able to do. Their offensive line played horrible on on Sunday Night Football. We mm-hmm. will definitely get into that game later. No, I am uh, kind of shocked with how bad the Bucks did play. But again, we will get into that later. But uh, I don't know about the Saints. Um I don't. I don't really have a lot of faith in them, especially because, uh, say, a lot of their players are very. The key pieces on their team are very injury prone, so I don't know what's going to happen there with them. But it'll be interesting to see what happens in that division. Moving on to a game that I'm sure somebody in this room is definitely ready to talk about. It was a tsunami of a game because that field was absolutely flooded at the end of the game. But Justin Fields comes through, and especially the defense of the Chicago Bears, as they defeated the 49ers 19-10 at Soldier Field. Trey Lance continuing to show that he definitely has room where he's going to need to improve as he had a stat line with an interception and 164 yards in the Bears defense coming in clutch and the Bears coming back in a game that many would have thought the Chicago Bears weren't going to win but every Chicago Bears fan thought they were going to win yeah I'm going to take the I'm going to take this one from you let me let me let me give my words here um Bears you know they came out how offensively not exactly how you would have wanted um gave you a little PTSD as a Bears fan to what we've seen for multiple years, they weren't really able to get the ball moving at all in the first half. I think they had like 12 offensive yards in the first half. But, you know, in the second, coming out of the second half, Bears fans saw something that they've never seen before. Halftime adjustments. They came out, you know, they, they, got, a, they got some stops, got some, got some good stuff going for them, and then, you know, they were winning the game. Trey Lance and the 49ers did a lot of dumb things too. Kind of, I would say, um, hand wrapped this game for the Bears and just kind of handed it to them um, with all the penalties, just a lot of dumb mistakes. That and Trey Lance is technically still a rookie. He's gonna make those mistakes. I don't want to dog on the kid. He had, but he does have a better supporting cast than Justin Fields, and you would have expected him to play higher level after sitting for a year last year behind Jimmy Garoppolo, who is now breathing down his neck, waiting to take the starting position back over. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I thought Weather did pay, uh, play a huge part in this game. not saying that the Bears are bad and shouldn't have won it because they did outplay them in the second half. But uh, I think once the Bears got that lead in the second half, the Weather paid, uh, played a huge, huge advantage for them because, I mean, with it pouring down rain, it was hard place to throw the ball down the field for Trey Lance and stuff like that but um 
with everyone coming into the season saying that the 49ers are Super Bowl Super Bowl contenders, I don't I never saw it and I never thought thought that they would be. Um I think this was the big wake-up call for everyone else that thought that because really all they had in that game was their defense and they allowed a Chicago Bears offense to score 19 points on them. Unanswered. Unanswered. 19 unanswered points. Exactly. So uh, I think um, there's definitely some improvements for the 49ers to make and I think this is huge for Bears country and uh, the future of the Bears. Yeah, I definitely need Debo Samuel to step it up, especially because he's my wide receiver one in fantasy. But really hoping that he can get going there, but that's just biased because I have him in fantasy. Otherwise, I wouldn't care. <laughs> Moving into the next game was another overtime battle, except this one ended in a Steelers W as they defeated the Bengals 23-20 to in Cincinnati, defeating the team that was considered the Cinderella team last year, and the Bengals, who made it to the Super Bowl when they later lost to the Rams. Joe Burrow having around five turnovers in that game, including four interceptions, bouncing back with two touchdowns and 338 yards. Jamar Chase having a good day with 10 receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown. However, it was not enough as, as McPherson's field goal to win the game was blocked right after the Pittsburgh Steelers missed a field goal. But finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers put it away by kicking a field goal to win the game. But kicking continues to be a problem right now, as we saw in the Colts game and we saw in the Steelers game. Yeah, um, McPherson actually had two chances to win the game. You know, He had a chance at the end to take it before without going into overtime. That kick was blocked, and then in overtime, he also had an opportunity to win the game and missed again. But it's worth noting McPherson hit a 52-yard field goal early in the game, and it was the record for the longest field goal in Bengals history, which is pretty cool. But Pat McAfee was giving him all kinds of credit and flowers and stuff, and then he misses two field goals to possibly win the game. Um, I think I think this is exactly what I expected from the Bengals. Um, I didn't think they were that good last year. I didn't really. I never. I think once a team gets that kind of momentum, there's not much that's good. you're going to have to bring your A game and actually beat them for them to even slow down. You know, no one was able to do that, so you have to give them credit. But I never thought the Bengals were that team, and I I, I think this game showed it, that they're going to struggle this year. They're not going to – they'll probably make the playoffs just because of the guys they have. But, like, they're not going to be a bottom team in this, in this league. But I don't think they're going to be as good as some people expect. I, I am kind of surprised with how bad – the Bengals did play, especially with them going out and making the acquisitions that they did in the off season, bringing in an offensive line that actually could block for uh, Joe Burrow. But they got they got stood up. Uh, Joe Burrow played terrible. Um, I think there's a lot of questions in the AFC North, uh, depend depending on uh, how Cleveland and uh, the Ravens will play this season but I don't I don't even know if the Bengals will make the playoffs and I know it's just week one but if they keep up that same play I don't I don't see them making the playoffs definitely a game that is gonna have to be looked back at as it was a division game so the Steelers definitely gonna be really happy to take away that victory there moving on we have the Miami Dolphins with Tua Hill 
and Waddle as they took over the game, beating the Patriots 20-7. to Now, if, um, if I was Bill Belichick, I'd try and get out of uh, New England faster rather than uh, stay there for a few more years. Uh, I don't think they're looking that good for the future. Uh, I never thought Mac Jones was really that good, and he showed that he isn't that good. Uh, I think they really need to look at their quarterback position. Um, they couldn't stop their uh, the Dolphins' offense, and uh, I think the Dolphins could honestly win that division. No. 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 So, the Bills. No. Don't. I forgot about the Bills being in there. I think they could make a wild card position if I, uh, the Dolphins. Uh, sorry, I forgot about the Bills yeah. being in there. But I, I, the Patriots need to rethink of rethink what their roster really is. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Being they were a playoff team last year, they're going to have to reevaluate. They should reevaluate where their roster stands. I think Mac Jones is their guy going forward. Now, I don't think he's going to take him anywhere. Honestly, I think he's going to be mediocre at best. You know, maybe some above average play from him. But like you said, I think Bill Belichick should probably get out of there because you know, if you start stacking up losing seasons or bad seasons, it's going to ruin his reputation. And then truly, the the saying that Tom Brady made Bill Belichick will will really show and be more true if Belichick continues to have bad years like he has. Moving on to the next game, the game that nobody was surprised about, the Baltimore Ravens defeated the New York Jets in New York 24-9. to Lamar Jackson putting up a stat line with three touchdowns, linking up with Bateman for the Baltimore Ravens, and the New York Jets continue to struggle as we kicked off this season. All I've got on that one is Lamar needs to get paid before he gets hurt and then loses out on a lot of money. He needs to get paid. He showed that he deserves to get paid. And then the Jets are the Jets, you know. They're not. They're just like the Lions. They're never going to be anything. And there's not much there. You know, they've got some pieces, but I don't see them. I don't see them getting out of this period of mediocrity. No, yeah. If I'm the Jets, I don't know why I play uh, Joe Flacco over Zach Wilson. Zach's hurt. Zach's hurt? Zach Wilson's hurt. Yeah. I thought he was. Yeah, Zach Wilson just needs, like, they a bit of a motivation, maybe, like, a little mom cheerleader said, out there for him or something to get him going, but I don't know. Yeah, Zach Wilson's out till week four. Week four. No, uh, I'm not surprised that the Jets uh, lose uh, out this season. I don't think they'll go 0-17, but I don't see them winning more than maybe three games, three or four games. They have way too many young pieces on that team, and there, there's going to be a lot of growth through the season for them, but uh, definitely a future team for them and uh, the Ravens really showed that I mean I'm with you Lamar needs to get paid now uh, rather than later because I feel like there is a strong possibility that he does get injured because he is a running quarterback Mm -hmm. but uh, I think the Ravens showed that they could be a real player in the AFC North this week and um, especially with the way the other teams played yeah yeah like yeah going I mean addressing that the Browns played a bad game Against Carolina, I think the Browns played down to Carolina's level. Barely I think, won the game. Yes, and then Pittsburgh has a defense that seems pretty legit. But they've lost T.J. Watt for six weeks. Now they've lost T.J. Watt for six weeks. I don't think that's as big of a blow as what it could have been. But the, the Steelers have who they have at the helm of that team, and I don't think he's going to get them very far. Um, 
So, yeah, I think that, that division is the Ravens for taking. Well, backtracking to what you were just talking about with the Browns, the Browns defeated the Carolina Panthers in Carolina 26-24. to Baker Mayfield's revenge game unfortunately did not go completely as planned as the Browns did pull away with the victory in Carolina. That was about the only game out there that there's a kicker that actually won, won the game for a team uh, with Browns uh, winning on a last-second field goal. I think it was fifty-two a fifty-two yarder. It was a long one. Yeah, it was a rookie. It was the only kicky, only kicker drafted in this year's draft. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, the Browns. I don't know how well they're gonna do with without Deshaun Watson. Uh, I've never thought Jacoby Brissett can really lead a team to anything. Uh, but I did see some flashes from Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt that I could see them running behind them and actually doing something because of those two. But other than that, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of praying by uh, Brown's Brown's faithful to actually win a few games while uh, Deshaun Watson's out. Moving on, we have a game where Carson Wentz finally beat the Jaguars after not being able to last season as the Commanders beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-22 to with Carson Wentz putting up four touchdown passes some could say it's a statement game. However, the two interceptions, in my opinion, held him back. No, uh, Carson Wentz is still Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm, it's Jacksonville, and it's week one Jacksonville, too. It's not like it's – I mean, again, the Colts lost to them last year, week 17 – I mean, week 18, which was terrible. But uh, it's week one Jacksonville with a second-year quarterback – and a lot of rookies on that team as well. But, um, yeah, their, their wide-receiving core for the Commanders showed out uh, this weekend, and, I'm, I mean, I don't think anyone's surprised by that with the people that they have on it. But uh, I think Carson, just because he had one good game, doesn't mean that this is, this is the new Commander Carson. He's going to have to actually show, and those two interceptions – he played a really good first half, but a terrible second half, and that's the only reason why Jacksonville almost won that game is because of his play in the second half. Uh, yeah, um, like I said earlier, Trevor Lawrence, uh, he's got he's got to take some steps. You know, he's got a good coach behind him, I think, but I don't. I just didn't see it um, this week. Yeah, I didn't. I really didn't see it out of a lot of the 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 second year quarterbacks. They just all look a little shaky. You know, this has a. That's a group that has a potential to be one of the best quarterback groups to come out of the draft. You know, they're going to be, put, they're going to all be compared to each other for years to come, and none of them really showed anything special. Um, but yeah, um, the Commanders kind of let the Jaguars stick around. Jaguars stick around and left them in the game. They gave them a chance to win it, and on like second down with a minute and a half to go. The the Jaguars are marching down the field and Trevor Lawrence chucks it up and gets a throws an interception like you, you can't just he threw like a forty yard bomb down the field you can't do that like you just gave your game away when they had a legitimate chance to come back and win so yeah in the next game Saquon Barkley was able to finally show himself back after injury as the Giants ended their streak as they were able to come out with a W against an AI. AFC South opponent in the Tennessee Titans as the Giants won 21-20. Um, yeah, the Titans are, like I said, 
exactly what I expected them to be. You know, I didn't. I I guess I didn't necessarily expect them to come out and lose to the Giants, but um, I don't think they're gonna have that good of a year. I think Derrick Henry will be not as good, but I don't think he's gonna be ineffective this year. I think he'll be a good running back. But having one good running back isn't enough, you know. Carolina has had Christian McCaffrey, and I know he's been hurt, but when he's healthy, what have they really done, you know? No, yeah, uh, Tennessee, it was really nice as a Colts fan to see them lose, especially to the Giants. I mean, I was really happy to see uh, what Saquon did, especially after being injured the last two years, him coming back and uh, kicking butt, you know. Uh, But, uh... And Danny Dimes even did pretty good for him. But uh, I think that's a fluke of a game for the Giants. I don't think they have anything over there. And I think that shows because after the game, they were all dancing in the locker room after beating the Tennessee Titans. Uh, so I don't I don't see uh, anything happen with them. But if Tennessee wants to win the AFC South, especially with how bad the Colts played first week, uh, they're going to have to wake up pretty fast because I think uh, with everything that's gone on with the Colts week one, I think they're getting the wake-up call right now. Go Pack Go was definitely not going in the right direction of the end zone for themselves as they lost to the Vikings 23-7. to Justin Jefferson showing why he is that guy for Minnesota as he hauled in nine receptions, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, I don't want to say too much about this one. The Bears play the Packers on Sunday Night Football, and it's a game I'm excited to watch. Uh, Packers stink. I love that take. <laughs> Packers stink to start off the year. Uh, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, if this stays up for the rest of the year, retire. <laughs> take your bag. Get out of there. Get out of there. They're not going to give you any wide receiver talent because they clearly didn't show that they got you any this uh, offseason, especially even after getting rid of uh, Devontae. They didn't end up getting anything in return for them. Uh, so I really think um, the Packers, all they're one of those teams that, um, yeah, same with the Colts and the Titans, they need a wake-up call, and I think that was definitely a wake-up call for sure. Getting, I would say, they, they had no chance in that game after uh, Christian Watson dropped uh, opening score of the game. On a like sixty yard touchdown play, the yeah. Packers first play from it was like an, it was an eighty yard touchdown pass, yep. and he just dropped it. But uh, I, I'm, you know, the Vikings came out and Justin Jefferson's playing like he owns the league at the wide wide receiver position, and I really do believe that he is the best wide receiver in the league right now. And uh, I would be scared if I was an NFC North opponents to go up against him. Yeah, I, he's definitely definitely the best wide receiver in the league. I think that goes without saying. I think he does things that Cooper Cup can't do, and I think he does the things that Jamar Chase does better. Um, I I don't know. Are are the Vikings? Are they a team that we should put up there in the? I don't know the better teams in the league right now. I think based on their division, they are. Okay. And that's nothing um, against nothing the against Bears. the Bears. No, I get that. I get but, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But so they're gonna, with you their division, I think win. if they get in, they do it by winning the division. You do okay. Well, you got to think top eight teams in your yeah. head. Top eight teams are the eight teams that win their division. Yeah. So I honestly do believe that the yeah, Vikings, absolutely. after destroying the Packers, show that they're the team to beat in that NFC North. 
that's not saying that hey the Bears or the yeah. Lions or even the Packers could wake up out of nowhere and I mean you never know with injuries losing a guy like Justin Jefferson that could really actually uh, screw that team over for the future yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And we apologize. We are not Packers fans, as you probably were able to figure out. We actually don't like them, actually. But that's all I want to say. You know, the Bears <laughs> play the Packers on Sunday Night Football. I'm excited to see that game. One quarterback who is not missing his wide receiver right now is Patrick Mahomes, as he reeled in five touchdowns with 360 yards, putting a stamp on the game against the Cardinals as the Chiefs won 44-21. to I, uh, I think, yeah, um... There was a lot of talk this offseason that the Chiefs were going to have a dramatic fall-off, and I don't know where you see that coming from. They still have their all-star tight end. They have pieces at wide receiver, McCauley Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster. You know, they lose Tyreek Hill. That's a big piece to lose. But you still have, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. I don't know where this Josh Allen is so much better than Patrick Mahomes or is even better than him coming from. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. And I think with that, having that player on your team, I don't think there's any way you don't win. You know, I think the Bills will, I think the Chiefs will win their division. I don't think the Chargers will will be able to beat them. Um, and I'm not surprised by the result of this game. No, yeah. Uh, I don't think the Cardinals are really anything, and they show that year by year, even with the squad that they have, um, especially with them not having D Hop for. Um, think the first six weeks because of peds drugs yeah peds uh but um the chiefs i think going into the year i thought that they were going to win the uh, afc west um it is still going to be a tight race there's no doubt about that and um i wouldn't be surprised if some something happens to where they take up some other team takes over but um yeah patrick mahomes played like he's the best uh, quarterback in the league and it showed and um I think uh, people don't understand that a really good tight end could actually change a team. And I think if they lost Travis Kelsey rather than Tyree Kill, I think uh, then I would believe them to be bad. And they would have a huge drop-off. But them keeping a tight end like Travis Kelsey, I think they're going to stay good. Yeah, yeah, that's my exact thoughts. And, I, yeah, like you said, the Cardinals, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be that good this year. A lot of questions for the Cardinals. Chiefs showing why they are a team that needs to be taken seriously year after year. And a team that has a lot of star talent at quarterback in the Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Las Vegas Raiders 24-19 with Justin Herbert throwing three touchdown passes. Um, yeah, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, a duo from college, reunite in their week one. Um, this week one game against the Chargers really didn't have much to show for. Derek Carr played pretty shaky. Um, three interceptions, you know, it wasn't that great of a start for the for the duo. I don't I don't know what the, what the Raiders are going to do, you know, and then, then the Chargers, as far as they go, they look pretty good. But, like I said, I don't think they're, they're that good yet. I don't think they're, like you said, a division winner yet. Uh, I think uh, with the Chargers losing Keenan Allen uh, for next week, most likely uh, next week's going to be tough for him, but... Uh, they definitely showed how they could be a big player in the AFC West this week with uh, the way their defense played and the way Justin Herbert played. And I've always thought Justin Herbert's the uh, like the next guy upcoming for, at the quarterback position. I think he I think he's a, like a really strong player in the league. But um, yeah, I I'm just shocked at how bad uh, Derek Carr did play in that game. But 
Chargers took the win, and it was a good game for them. Jake, you talked about the connection with Carr and Adams. I actually don't think the connection was that bad. Now, I do have the stats in front of me, so I have a bit of an advantage when I talk about this, but Devontae Adams did still have 10 receptions, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's just Carr played bad. Carr, Carr, Carr played with bad. his three interceptions definitely hurt the Raiders. Giving and turning over the ball is going to be a problem when the game ends up ending in a one-score one game. Going on to the final two games, we go to Sunday Night Football. Tom Brady is back. He was gone for a month. We don't need to get into why, but he was able to lead his team to a 19-3 victory over the only team in the NFL did not have a touchdown scored on their team and are now 0-1 and at the bottom of the, their division in the NFC East. And Dak Prescott's now out for a long period of time, the Dallas Cowgirls. Yeah, there's not there's really not a lot to say here amongst all three of us. I don't really I don't think I think the the Cowboys do what the Cowboys do. They lose in embarrassing fashion to teams that are better than them. You know, the Cowboys beat who they should beat and they lose to It's it. our year, Jake. It's our year. No. Get out of my face, dude. The Cowboys are not anything ever, you know. They're like they're like Gen X. They're stuck in the 90s. I don't know. Tampa Bay isn't really going to be that good this year. And you saw what they did to Dallas. That's all I got. No, uh, I think uh, with everything going on off the field for uh, Tom Brady, I think uh, it's really affecting the way he's played, and I, that showed on uh, Sunday Night Football. So uh, I, I don't think uh, the Buccaneers are really going to be anything. Yeah. Next game. Well, Broncos country did not ride on their horse. They actually fell off as they lost to the Seahawks 17-16 to with Geno Smith backing the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle as the Seattle fans actually booing Russell Wilson. We, the three of us actually watched that game all together. What was your guys' opinion on Seattle fans booing Russ? Deserved uh, it. Yeah. I mean, he's been wanting out for two years now. I mean, um, yeah, that was he earned that. And Pete Carroll um, kind of egged that on in his press conference before the game, um, saying the 12s would take care of it. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's really classy. I mean, he took them um, through the best period of Seahawks football ever. Like, you can't, I don't know. I don't really know about that. It's the same thing as Paul George with the Pacers. Yeah. yeah, he did really good for him, but when you go up against, when you turn away from your team and uh, really don't have a reason for it, yeah, uh, I I think it's it angers the fans, and that's why you get booed for it. Uh, so I think he definitely deserved it. So those are our thoughts on the first week of the NFL season as it kicked off its first week of the new season. Before we get into our predictions for the upcoming week, starting on the 14th, well, not the 14th, starting on the 15th with the Chargers and Chiefs, we're going to take a quick break here to talk about the upset of the week in college football led by our very own Jake. Yeah, so... Um I'm I'm pretty big into college football. Um, I just I enjoy it a lot, and you know there's not enough football to go around with the NFL and college football and high school football. So I like to dabble in all of it. So this week, for or every week going forward, I would like I'm gonna make a upset or a pick of the week for the game that I think is a is almost a lock for who will win. Um, and with this week, I'm gonna pick the Washington Huskies to upset Michigan State 
this week. Um, Michigan State is ranked number 11, and Washington is not ranked currently. But I definitely can see it going Washington's way. They're playing in Washington, and, you know, I think they've got something cooking. Um, IU plays this weekend, and then Purdue also plays. Um, Who's yours? Yeah. You know, we're here <laughs> in Indianapolis, and um, those, are the, those are the teams, and they both kind of stink right now. IU's 2-0. and Purdue's 1-1. One and one. Well, sorry, Sparty fans, as Jake is undefeated in his upset picks. Currently 0-0 in his record. <laughs> yeah. And those things right there. Going into the next week of the NFL season, we're going to speed through our predictions for these games, starting with what I think the three of us would consider the most exciting game of the week on Thursday Night Football, Chargers versus Chiefs. Yeah. The Chargers are ultimately going to lose this game. The Chiefs are going to show that they they haven't lost a step without Tariq Hill on the team. They're going to win. It's going to be a close game, but I give I give the Chiefs the win by two by a two possession game. Uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I think they've done the NFL has done a great job getting really good games on Thursday nights this year. Um, who's at home in that game, Connor? Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Arrowhead. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs are going to win the I think, game. I think we can all agree on that one. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. Unlike you, I think it's going to be a one-score game. But uh, I think if the Chargers had Keenan Allen, I think it would be a very close call with that. But uh, with them only having Mike Williams and uh, the uh, the Chiefs still having all of their targets, I think it's going to be a hard game for the Chargers to win. The Chiefs come in at a spread of four. In case you're anybody of the legal age, we are not, so we've never sports bet in our <laughs> lives. Going into the next game, it's a revenge game for the Colts as they play the Jaguars, and I think the Colts are going to come away with a victory against Jacksonville because it's on the road. I, oh, I literally oh, just said it's in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Okay, continue with yours. I think, jo- I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have an absolute monster of a game, even though he has a monster of a game literally every week, so it's... Definitely one of my hotter takes. I think I think since it's being in Jacksonville, I think um, Indianapolis will lose again. Dude. You know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna be mad at what Jake just said because it's it's so true in the fact that every single time we go down there, it ends up being uh, we just absolutely turn into a dumpster fire of a team. But I don't know. I'm hoping that. Uh, the play, the play calling is just smart enough to be like, let's hand off the ball to Jonathan Taylor and then and him just lead us to a win. Uh, I'm hoping Matt Ryan can definitely change things for the team and they can actually get a win in Jacksonville. Well, the next game on our list is a game that nobody will be watching unless you're a Jets or a Browns fan. <laughs> I wouldn't even watch it. In that game, I have the Browns because they're at home. The Jets are struggling, but... Like I said, I will not be turning on my television to watch that game. Yeah, same. Um, when you guys find out the score of that one, let me know, because I definitely am not watching that one. I do think the the Browns will win. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really going to be a slugfest, probably. Not a lot of scoring, not a lot of good offense. Um, good defense, probably. But it's good with bad offense comes pretty good defense, and I think I don't think you can play really bad defense if the offense is sputtering anyways. Yeah, it's going to be a bad game. Um, Browns by, like, a score. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I think I'm going to take my episode of the week here and uh, have the Jets win it. Is it in New York? No, no, no it's, it's in, in Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, Guys, then... you got to listen to me when I give I this. I didn't hear him. It's in Cleveland. Okay, if it's in <laughs> Cleveland, then I can't, I can't take 
the Jets. But if it was in New York, then I would take the Jets. But no, I'm, I'm switching to Cleveland. One game that I would consider taking the upset, but according to Caesar Sportsbook, who is currently our sponsor, no, actually sponsor us, though, because <laughs> we'd really love that. The Commanders and the Lions play each other in Detroit. I think the Lions get their first win of the season. Um, yeah, the Lions are definitely, I think the Lions are going to win. I don't really think that's an upset at all. I think the, com- the Commanders aren't really that good of a team. I think they beat a bad Jacksonville team. I think the Lions, like I said, I don't think the Lions are anything special, but I think they're better than Washington, and I think they will win. No, yeah, I think it would definitely be a fun game to uh, to watch, <laughs> especially because uh, you have, you have uh, a Washington team that is really good with um, – with uh, their defensive line, so I think it would be a fun game to watch uh, there with DeAndre Swift trying to take it over uh, through the run game, but I'm with them in having the Lions win. Yeah, the Lions Lions are going to win that game. And the next game, we have the Buccaneers in New Orleans playing the Saints. I'm actually going to go, even though we did talk about how we weren't a huge fan of them and didn't think they we're going to be a legitimate playoff team. I think the Saints actually do come away with the victory. Um, the Saints have um, beat the beat the Bucks um, three consecutive times now. Um, I think they're going to pull it off again, ultimately. No, uh, I think uh, the Saints will win as well. I think home field advantage plays a huge part in this. I think defenses in this game will also play a huge part. I don't think it will be a high-scoring game, especially with the way... Um, both teams' first games went, uh, and how uh, the Saints barely beat the not that very good Falcons, and um, Buccaneers barely putting up any points against the Cowboys. So I think it'll be a very close game. Uh, not a lot of scoring, but uh, uh, Saints end up winning. Well, moving in to the Giants game here, as the game is in New York, as the Panthers take on the New York Giants, and it's a game that, once again, I probably won't turn my television on, but I do like do not mind Baker Mayfield, so I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, if I'm going to go with the Giants, actually. If, if Saquon is act- able to turn something up like he did last week, I don't think I don't think um, the ba- Panthers will have something, a good enough defense to be able to stop him. I do think the Giants will win that game. Uh, I'm going Panthers in the game purely based off quarterback play. I think both uh, running backs are uh, on the same skill level. I do believe if the Panthers get uh, Christian McCaffrey more involved, I think it would be very hard for them to lose that game. Next game we have is in Pittsburgh as the New England Patriots visit the Steelers in what is no longer Heinz Field as the Steelers hope to get themselves another win, and I think they do just that. Yeah, the Steelers are going to win that game. Um, I'm going to agree with you guys on that one. Not too much of the discussion there. As we move on to the next game, which I think is a bit more interesting as we have the Miami Dolphins versus the Baltimore Ravens. I do personally think the Ravens will win purely based on them being at home. I think the Ravens will win purely because they are the better team, honestly. Uh, Ravens win because they have a better defense out of the two teams. Yeah. As we continue to speed run... Through here, we have a game where the Falcons are going to be visiting the Super Bowl champions, the Rams. 
Um, yeah, this is the game where the Rams pick it back up, you know, pick something up from their embarrassing performance on the season opener. I think they'll win by two possessions. Uh, I think the Rams, uh, if they're going to show that they're still players in this league, uh, they need to score 40-plus points on them. And I'm not even Stack it to, on. They need, to, they need to run up the scoreboard, and I see them doing that, and I see the Rams winning. I agree. I think the Rams are going to win, and I think it's a good game for them to get themselves back on their feet as we progress through week two. The Seahawks visit the 49ers as the 1-0 Seahawks look to continue their start to the season that nobody was expecting. Yeah, I'm going to hop on the Geno train today, and I think the Seahawks, I'm going to ride that. I'm going to ride that into week two. The Seahawks are going to go in to Santa Fe. I think that's where they play. San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah, not Santa Fe. <laughs> San Francisco, and they're going to win. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to have a bounce-back game, not behind uh, Trey Lance, but behind their defense. I, uh, I could see the 49ers winning this one. I also agree with you, Ben. I think the 49ers do come away with the victory and bounce back. Moving into the 425 game, we have two teams that were unable to get themselves a victory as the Bengals visit the Cowboys. And a very common pick of mine will be picking against the Cowboys as I think the Bengals pick it back up as they beat the Dakless Cowboys. Yep, Bengals win. Uh, Bengals win. That's all we got on yeah, that. That's all we got there. I mean, that's pretty simple. Yeah, Cowboys aren't going to do anything. Tickets, know, are, tickets are as low as $25, according to ESPN. Here's, here's the take I have for that game. The Cowboys will go into week three without a touchdown being scored. That's a, that's a strong take. I would absolutely laugh, and I welcome that. The next game we have is the Texans and the Broncos. The game being at Colorado, good old Broncos Stadium. Broncos country. Yeah, Houston Texans, they're going to ride. The, the start of the Russ, the Russ era ain't, ain't going to start off too hot. You know, I think they're going to lose. I think the Broncos will lose that game. I like what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to think about this game. I, I want to say that Russell Wilson's going to have a bounce back game, but the way the Texans defense played against the Colts offense and the way that the Seattle defense shut down the Broncos offense. I don't know. I think I think Houston could have a huge upset here in in Colorado. I'm going to go with the team projected to win and I'm going to go with the Broncos. I'm going to ride with Russell Wilson. <laughs> going into the next game, once again we have Cardinals at the Las Vegas Raiders, both teams 0 and 1 to start the season. I think the Cardinals continue to struggle, and I think the Raiders win, but I think it's a close one, and I also think it's a scrappy game that's hard to watch. Yeah, I, I ultimately think the Raiders are going to win. You know, I think I'm going to go against you guys this game. Uh, I think I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Uh, I think uh, both teams, it's going to be a major turnover fest in the game, uh, but I do think uh, the Cardinals might be get the lucky end of the stick and uh, win the game. The next game we have is Sunday Night Football, under the lights, Bears versus Packers. The Bears start the season 1-0, the Packers start 0-1. I'm actually going to go with the Bears. They impressed me last game. I think the defense impressed me a lot. If the Packers played bad the last game, unable to score, I think they might have similar problems if 
The Bears defense plays the same way, and maybe if there's a lot of rain, might actually help as well. Yeah, there is actually a 60% chance of rain for the game Sunday. Um, the Bears play the Packers on Sunday Night Football. That's all I want to say. I'm not going to try and anger uh, my uh, okay, colleague fine. over here. Here's what I think. Here's what I, here's, <laughs> I'm going to give my opinion. I think the Bears played a good second half. I think Aaron Rodgers always finds a way to lose a game and then bounce back. His whole team will somehow come out and be the best team in the league. But I think the Bears are going to win this game. All I'm going to say is Aaron Rodgers has owned the Bears his entire career, and I think that's going to continue through this week. And I think uh, compared to what you guys have to say, I think the Packers, even if they don't have a passing offense, they could still end up winning this game. The Monday night games, we have two of them as the NFL is looking to start your Monday off right with the Titans versus the Bills. At the Bills, I think Bills Stadium and Buffalo is going to be rocking. I think no shot the Titans win this game, and I stand by that. Yeah, Bills are going to win by a lot. That's going to be bad. Bills, Bills are going to win by a lot. Yeah, Bills Mafia is about to run through uh, you know, the Titans. Uh, I think it's going, to be a, it's going to be an ugly game uh, for the Titans. I don't think Tennessee is going to be able to get to Buffalo and back quick enough. <laughs> With how strong our take is on that one, if the Titans win that game, you won't see us again for another six months. <laughs> going into the final game that I personally, to keep my bias out of it, will not be giving a lot of input, but all I will say is fly, Eagles, fly, Vikings, Eagles, 830 on ABC. Who's at home? The Philly. Eagles are at home. I do think, I think Minnesota continues their run, this early run they've gotten, and I'm just kidding. I think the Eagles are going to win this game. I don't like picking this one because I think these are two teams that are both overrated, and I don't know what's going to happen here. I think it's going to be one of the best games of the week. I think it'll be better than this Thursday night game because it's two good offenses. Um, well, both, I don't know. This this one's hard. I don't know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Eagles. Uh, I'm with Jake on this one. This one's a very hard one to pick. It's definitely a coin toss of a game. But I think uh, the game is definitely going to depend on a quarterback play for sure. You have one quarterback in Jalen Hurts who's definitely the one that can run the ball and can change the game through that. But uh, you also have Kirk Cousins who actually kind of surprises teams at some times and just throws uh, insanely well. And I don't know why, and I don't know why I'm thinking this, but the way Justin Jefferson played last week and they still have Adam Thielen behind him, I think the Vikings could win off of a game-winning field goal last second. So what's your pick? Vikings winning on a game-winning field goal at the last second of the game. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, just after thinking about it a little bit, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I really I really do not like either team. I, <laughs> just there's some history between both of them with the Bears. I don't like either of them. I don't want to pick the Vikings. It pains me to pick the Vikings, but I really don't want to pick the Eagles. So. Um, if someone has to win that game, by all means, the Vikings will probably do it. Well, we are going to double doink our way out of this podcast here. We thank you for coming back and listening to the From the Rafters podcast. It's been Connor, Jake, and Ben. We look forward to seeing you guys in episode three.